It is 521 at WFMD and WFMD.com. It is a big day in Pittsburgh because sentencing is set to begin today for the man convicted in the Pittsburgh synagogue massacre that left about a dozen dead in 2018. Prosecutors are seeking the death penalty against Robert Bowers, who was convicted earlier this month of killing 11 people in the Tree of Life synagogue mass shooting. It's considered the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in the country's history. The same jury that convicted Bowers on all 63 counts, including hate crimes, will decide whether he will face the death penalty. The sentencing phase is expected to take about six weeks. Bowers also faces 36 state charges in including 11 counts of murder, which the Allegheny County District Attorney is holding until the federal proceedings are finished. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. All right, 522 at WFMD and WFMD.com. Hopefully, some closure for families there. Meanwhile, Republicans are reacting to the Donald Trump speech he made over the weekend, and it's not all good. During his speech to the Faith and Freedom Coalition Saturday night, Former President Trump said this about his recent indictment by the Department of Justice concerning his withholding of classified documents at his Mar-a-Lago home. I'm being indicted for you, and I believe the you is more than 200 million people that love our country. But Nebraska Republican Congressman Don Bacon pushed back Sunday on NBC's Meet the Press, saying... When the government asks for them back, you give them back, you can't, and if you deny having them, but then you have them. Those are crimes. And noted Trump critic and fellow Republican presidential candidate Chris Christie said of Trump on ABC's This Week. Donald Trump says that's for us. I mean, it's it's absurd. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. There's a great picture of Chris Christie stretched out in first class on an airplane over the weekend. And he's just a large, large man. And he's sprawled out across two chairs. And uh, I think Donald Trump Jr. sent it out on Instagram, and he said, making falupas great again. 524 is your time. Meanwhile, the big deal here around here today will be the weather to start the work week. D.C. area residents should brace for a chance of severe thunder showers that could bring wind gusts of up to 70 miles an hour, large hail, and possibly tornadoes on Monday. A line of showers and thunderstorms accompanied by large hail and damaging winds will hit the region on Monday night, according to the National Weather Service. The storms are expected to start around 2 p.m., so brace for that. 524 is your time. Meanwhile, let's look at gas prices. Gas prices have uh, remained steady over the past couple of weeks. Trilby Lundberg, oil industry analyst and publisher of the Lundberg Surveys, shares the recent changes in gas prices. Gasoline prices are relatively stable right now. The national average is 3.68 per gallon for regular and it's up one cent in two weeks. But over the past year, it is down $1.37. And that is awfully helpful to gasoline consumers. Oil prices are remaining relatively normal and stagnant despite a recent announcement that Saudi Arabia will cut oil production. WFMD time is 523. All right, let's go to the... uh, There's a DOJ ethics reaction that I want to share with you this morning. Some House Republicans are calling for a reform of the Justice Department amidst allegations of double standard between President Biden and former President Donald Trump. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan says holding the DOJ accountable is part of what makes uh, Congress's job 
vital. Nothing has changed at the Justice Department, which is why what we do with the appropriations process and our and our focus on not allowing FISA to be reauthorized in its current form is so darn important. Weeks after former President Trump was indicted on 37 federal counts, included willful retention of national defense information. President Biden's son, Hunter, pleaded guilty to two misdemeanor counts of willful failure to pay federal income tax. The plea lets the younger Biden avoid prosecution of a felony gun charge. WFMD time is 526. All right, let's talk about feeding the world. The new head of the United Nations World Food Program says the threat of Russia quitting a deal to export grain out of Ukraine could have devastating global repercussions. We get the latest from Grinnell Scott. A Ukraine official says it is all but a certainty that Russia will back out of the Black Sea Grain Initiative because it doesn't need Ukraine ports to export ammonia, a key component in fertilizers. Cindy McCain, the World Food Program's executive director, said on CBS Face the Nation, reestablishing a blockade on grain would worsen food crises in starving nations. I truly wish that we could end this war so that we could begin again to feed people around the world and and so that the Ukrainians can also feed themselves. What's at stake here is starvation and famine. Russia reportedly wants hurdles to exporting its own grain and fertilizer removed to continue the deal. Gernal Scott, Fox News. It is 527 at WFMD and WFMD.com. Ryan Hedrick, glad to be back with you on a Monday morning. The morning mayor coming up at 610 right now. Traffic and weather together on the Morning News Express. 930 WFMD Business Update. And he is the president of Murray Financial Group in downtown Frederick and the host of Your Financial Editor, a show you can hear on Saturdays right here on WFMD. Chris, very good Monday morning. Good to be back with you. Markets were lower for the week last week. Yeah, good morning, Ryan. Good to have you back. They were lower last week. The uh, Dow was down one and two-thirds of a percent. The S&P 500 down one and a third percent. And the NASDAQ down almost one and a half percent last week. So Friday was a negative day, and that just really was kind of the tone for the whole week. There was an attempted coup in Russia over the weekend, and Putin's problems equal U.S. energy problems. Yeah, exactly. So once uh, concerns were uh, were raised about the mercenaries kind of turning on Putin, um, you saw energy prices uh, in Asian trading uh, start to rise. So we see Brent at 7401 a barrel this morning. It is a little bit higher. Um, and uh, that's just another reminder. Number one, unfortunately, so many people have been conditioned to pay 350 you know, a gallon for gas now. Um, because it's just been so high for so long and, of course, came uh, down from, you know, higher amounts, but still nowhere near uh, where prices were. So that's unfortunate. Um, but it, it has people, when they hear about these things, kind of revisiting um, why aren't we taking care of ourselves with our own uh, energy resources that we have. Yeah, that's a great question. And the only thing I could I keep coming back to is that we are making policies conducive to the growth of China and not the United States of America. A closely watched economic indicator came in a a little bit low in June. 
Yeah, the S&P Global, uh, it's called the Composite PMI Output Index. It's a mouthful, but um, it's watched very closely by uh, traders and analysts, and it follows both the manufacturing and services sector. Fell to a reading of 53 this month. Uh, that's the lowest we've seen since March, and kind of re-sparked the uh, debate about just how much the economy is slowing down. All right, Chris Murray with us at uh, 5.50 coming up on 5.51. Let's talk about tech companies. They seem to be laying off. uh, That seems to be where a lion's share of the layoffs have come recently. What's the latest tech company to, uh, to start the layoff process? Yeah, I mean, you're spot on, Ryan. It really has been um, that sector has led the, uh, the the job losses for sure. We saw in May that the tech sector laid off over 19,000 people, which is almost a 200% jump from the previous month. And when you look uh, so far uh, year to date, the tech sector has fired over 174,000 workers. So, um, you know, the big names, of course, Amazon cut uh, almost 28,000 jobs, uh, Facebook over 27,000, and you just kind of go down the list. But a lot of people in that uh, industry have been handed pink slips. Mm, it is uh, It's certainly a shame. Again, nothing has been the same since President Biden was sworn in. You make a great point about gas prices. How much were they before he took over, Chris? Uh, we were well under um, three dollars a mm. gallon. You know, I mean, it was uh, it, it, more than a dollar. We're paying more than a dollar a gallon than before the administration came in. And of course, on the very first day, through executive order, nixed the XL pipeline and other um, other projects, put freezes on, and then talk out of both sides of their mouth because they say, "Yeah, we're going to let these companies uh, go for the exploration," but then they don't give them the permit. So um, it's just a bold-faced lie, really. Yeah, and remember the talking points from the Democrat Party were that, oh, you know, the Keystone Pipeline would have taken two years to complete anyway. You wouldn't have seen uh, prices ease into that point, but they weren't at $3.50 a gallon. And guess what? That two-year period would have been up by now. So we would have total energy independence, and America would have been the dominant force. But again... We know this is on purpose, Chris Murray at 5.53. What are you watching today? Uh, today we have the Dallas Federal Reserve. It's a regional survey from that bank. And then uh, as the week goes on, really going to pick up with a lot of uh, economic data. All right, Chris Murray, thank you so much. And again, great to be back with you. We'll talk next hour when the gang is all back together, when the morning mayor joins us. Thank you very much. All right, thanks, Ryan. It's 5.53 at WFMD and WFMD.com. It's Monday morning. We'll make you laugh the belly buster straight ahead.